it was also primarily for Amazon, like Comicsology, which is, you know, essentially Kindle for comics. Oh. Um, and yeah, so I was like, I'll just go through that. I mean, my iPad. But it now. also has my notes. Oh, so did you type <laughs> them or did you write them in? I, ty- I well, I did them on Google. I just brought up the Google Doc. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I my iPad now is almost ten years old, and so it is just basically a very fancy Kindle. That is all I use it for. <laughs> I I have a paper white because when I want to read, I like that it's that. But this is essentially just a screen. It just basically does a PDF, and it does this fun thing where you can either have like the whole comic book page up, or it'll like you tap it and it goes like from panel to panel mm. real close, so you can zoom in. So that's neat. I just got this. I it was funny because I bought it, and then Tara came back, and and I was like on it. And all of a sudden in my brain, have you ever done something where you have a dream? This has happened to me twice lately. Um, and it's like an idea is just incepted into your brain because of the dream. Probably. I mean, I remember my, my dreams are usually pretty vivid and I remember them. So probably. But, but sometimes like they're not like a big like narrative dream. It's just your brain kind of goes like, like recently I went, oh, my friends Molly and Jordan are leaving and, and they've put their house on the market and it's happening in two weeks and then the next morning that this was this week i wrote them i'm like are you guys leaving like <laughs> and they were like no and i'm like oh, okay good and this the other one was apparently i had a conversation with tara where she okayed the purchase of this tablet and then i bought it and then later i went that was a dream and i'm like hi i have to talk to you about something <laughs> And she was like, I mean, it's okay that you did that. But I was also like, okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> I mean, so yes, I, I I, feel like that's, I thought you were saying your mind incepted things that then were true. Like, then when you like, no, talked to mean... Molly and Brian, they were like, yes, we are leaving. Because I will tell you something that happened to me last week, which is I had a dream. One of my friends in DC, we'll call her. Oh man, I have a lot of friends. I got to make sure I don't pick a name. That's actually somebody. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll call her Marianne. Bernice. <laughs> um, like finding... Yes. Ma- Marianne. So I had a dream that my friend Marianne, who has a, a almost two-year-old daughter in real in real life, I had a dream that I that she was having another baby. And I found out when I got a, an invitation to her baby shower in the mail. Like it had no idea she was pregnant and then got an invitation to the baby shower. And then in the dream, I was kind of like, ah, this is how I find out. Like I get an invitation to the baby shower. Like... You couldn't have told me beforehand or something. Anyway, so the next morning I text real life Marianne and I'm like, I've told you about this dream I had last night. You were pregnant with baby number two. And I found out like when uh, I found out when I got a baby shower invitation in the mail. So consider this just like, I'm letting you know, let me know before I get a baby shower invitation. And she was like, well, then consider this your warning because baby number two is coming in March. And I was like, no. oh my God. <laughs> Do you think that's like full on psychic power or that's some sort of like, intuition that's your brain is sorting it all into well, into something I, when you're asleep i am i have a spidey sense a lot of the time when friends of mine are pregnant i did not have a spidey sense about her this was the first that dream was the first i mean her her daughter's like maybe a year and a half her daughter was born in january so she'll be two in january so mm-hmm. i didn't i mean i'm not surprised they're having a second kid but i don't think i was like oh it's about time they had a second kid so i you know don't i don't think it was really on my mind that that i was well, so aware that's, of so do you think that's so in that case let's let's dig into that do you think it's again psychic powers or just luck i would like for the craniacs to write in and say what they think um <laughs> I, I will say that I, I I have had dreams, not infrequently, that friends of mine are pregnant, but it's usually, and they turn out to be, but it's usually friends where I knew they were trying or I knew they were on a journey towards getting pregnant and things like, like that. Um, mm-hmm. So it, but it's never been just like somebody who I did not already have current knowledge that like, mm. I mean, sometimes it's been like, oh, I happen to notice a few times that a friend like maybe like wasn't drinking at bocce and then, yeah, 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 and yeah, then yeah. like I have a dream that they're pregnant and then it like all adds up. So <laughs> I like that is like a, like how we subtly let someone know. I think someone might be present pregnant. I don't think she's drinking at bocce anymore. <laughs> like, well, if you know what I mean, when I lived in DC, it was hard for friends to hide when they were pregnant because we all drank so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, I mean, there's, every social event had a glass of wine involved, so... There's that age range that does that, I think. 
Yeah. Yeah. To the point that one of my friends, I mean, she wasn't drinking. I, I, I knew she was pregnant, but I knew she wasn't ready to tell people yet. And she also kept like breaking plans with me because she would just be so exhausted and she would come up with really like lame excuses. And finally she's meeting me out for dinner. And as she left, her husband was like, please tell Laurel, please tell her <laughs> she's going to think you, you don't like her anymore. Yeah. This is going to start to hurt your friendship. Please tell her. Well, it's it's the the opposite where uh, Tara has you know all those issues with her uh, acid reflux. So all the time we go out places and everyone's like, "I'll have this, I'll have this, I'll have this." She's like, "I'll have a water," and everyone's like, <gasps> and we're like, "No, no, no, no." <laughs> there, I saw some. I think it was reposted to Instagram something earlier this summer. It was like, "Hey, this summer, if someone who normally would drink declines a drink, leave it alone. Don't question <laughs> them." Don't ask why they're not drinking. Don't speculate as to why they're not drinking. Can we all just accept that sometimes people don't drink and they have their own right. reasons? And I was like, here, here. Um, oh, I was thinking, when my dad quit drinking, he uh, used to order like everything in like a small glass so people would leave him alone oh, about yeah. it if he was at like something at a bar. When, when I did Whole30s regularly, I would always just get a glass of club soda with a lime. Mm -hmm. um, and people, I mean, yeah. Because the minute you're like just drinking a you know, Diet Coke, people are like, why aren't you drinking? Exactly. Matter of fact, my friend Marianne, who's now pregnant, um, was one of the worst at it. She'd be like, oh, you're doing a whole 30. I can't believe you're not drinking with us. I've forgotten if Marianne is a real name or a fake it's name not, at this it's point. It's not. It's a fake name. I've been, okay. very, I've been very good at remembering it. <laughs> I know. I was about to say, you were just spitting it off so like easily. I was like, wait, is this? <laughs> I've forgotten if this was a fake name or not. Um, I, I do think that we maybe, maybe need to perhaps tell uh, the rest of Seattle that we saw each other in person at another podcast taping yes. last week. And my mom had the same reaction your mom did when I told her what we were doing. She goes, oh, you had a podcast taping? I was like, no, 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 no. Okay. We went to I like mean, someone else. We have to share this story now. Um, we, not together. You and Tara happen to have tickets to this, and I have to have tickets to it with friends. But um, the podcast, How Did This Get Made, hosted a live show in Dallas. And if you don't listen to it, you should. Um, do you want to describe a little bit about what that podcast is? It. I, I mean... I, I think the the, the real gen, uh, because they kind of set the the tone for this type of podcast. They're like pretty much in my as far as I can tell, like the original bad movie podcast. Um, but they've you know developed their own things. They've also like it's not just like this is a bad movie and we hate it. There's a lot of them where they go, this is a bad movie and you should all watch it and we liked it. And it's not even I would say bad movies anymore. It's like. Guilty pleasures are weird. Like literally, the the title "How Did This Get Made" is kind of the the guiding star of what movies they watch because they started doing the Fast and Furious franchise, which are great fun movies. But you have to watch those because how did this get made? Like you know, and they and it's those are uh, some of Paul my favorite Sh episodes of How Did This Get Made is when they cover the Fast franchise. When mine, I do like the ones where they're super into them. And I was talking to Tara about this on the drive down there. Now that it feels like. They're doing more stuff because it, it used to be like if I were to pick bad movies, it would be those like weird sci-fi, strange action movies, stuff like that. And one of their hosts, June Diane Ra Raphael, um, uh, isn't really into those. So they've started doing ones that are like weird, like um, Lifetime or Hallmark mm -hmm. Channel and stuff like but that, which I think has been Diana the Musical, which is a broadcast like they, they watched it, it was a recording of the diana stage musical on broadway that netflix aired that's right. also a and fantastic it's, episode and it's it's and i think it's interesting for them to like branch out into other genres of of weird movies um but we went to go see them do in dallas so it's it's uh a married couple paul Shear and june diane rayfield and a friend of theirs uh, all comedians uh jason manzoukas um, and to talk about Jason Manzoukas, <laughs> national <laughs> treasure, Jason Manzoukas, um, somebody I have an eternal hall pass for, Jason Manzoukas. Uh, just makes Ryan very man. uncomfortable. <laughs> Doesn't make me uncomfortable. Dude, let me tell you what made me uncomfortable was that woman who like decided it was her time to like take her shot, which you know fortune favors the bold, but at the same time it was very. It was everyone was lining up to do this bit they do on the show where they sing. The crowd makes up songs for a segment they do, and instead of singing a song, she decided this was her chance to like talk about June Diane's legs. Which, which two things? Were, One, they were fantastic. They were fantastic. I was like mere feet from them, and was just like you know. Uh, 
stuff. Laurel, I was f- way further, not way further, but I was pretty far back from you, and they looked great from where I was, even when I took my glasses off. They were <laughs> amazing. I, I, because like, where did, where were you and Tara sitting? You were on orchestra level, right? Because you saw. So I was us. almost. I, I could see you every time you turned around to see what they were doing in the thing. I was, I could see you, and oh. I was like, didn't want to like wave, but like I had like a direct line of sight with you. How lucky um, you. But I, we were, you know, let's say if it was divided into fourths, we were in the. And you guys were like, tail end of the first fourth. We were in the like tail end of the third f- fourth. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but we were there, and and it. Uh, Right down the middle, so we had great seats. Like I, we were dead center, which is part of the reason I got those because I was like, there were some that were kind of on the side, but a little closer. But I was like, I want to get something dead in the middle, and I was also still, you know, when I bought them, a little concerned about COVID stuff, um, which was funny because the woman next to us, we, I wore mask the whole time, and then anytime Jason said anything about a mask or made fun of, you know, something Texas for being Texas, she was like, grumble, grumble, grumble. I was like, what, what, what podcast are you listening yeah, I to? I want to be like you. You were brought here as a guest of someone, weren't you? She seemed to be into it, but like she was also just like it, it, that was the weird thing. It's like she knew what was going on, but then was like, I, I don't understand that because I'm sure. That, uh, anyway, what was I getting at? Oh, the woman who got up and stood in line as though she was going to sing a song where they asked the crowd to mm-hmm. make up songs and instead complimented June Diane's legs. Which, uh, what I said, one they were great, but also like now she has to be like kind of. Like, that's weird. Like, I'm sure she was fine, but, like, it was weird on its own, but it's also, like, I would have been real, like, oh, this whole crowd is looking at my legs and not, like, this whole thing she put up, which I'm sure she knew, but also, I don't know. She seemed a little uncomfortable with it, but then Jason was uncomfortable because she was, like, she was going to proposition Jason, and Jason just, like, short-circuited it. And then she, like, as she walked off, she was, like, flipping the bird to the the group, and it was, like, what is your problem? Like, I I didn't notice her doing that. Oh, as she walked in the front, he like waved at her, like kind of like, "Hey, I'm sorry, but you're being weird, and you just that." But it was nice because that was yeah. one thing we're not supposed to talk about. We we're technically not supposed to be talking about what happened to the show because he asked us not to. Oh, but I will say the one thing that was kind of behind the curtain was if you listen to that podcast, Jason did this thing at one point where the first girl to sing the 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 second opinion songs seemed nervous, and he like was so kind to her and just like hey and was like really talked her down and then like almost like that i was listening to them have a private conversation and then turned around to the rest of us and he's like and then like jokingly said oh sorry i gotta put my thing back on you're all jerks blah 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 yeah. like and just became a jerk again and i love that he's such a nice person but but yeah so they do this show we we went and we saw it was for american werewolf in paris um, just a it real was, it is it is a movie that's that's one thing i can say <laughs> I, I we did not watch it but we found like a 30 minute review of it on youtube which there was like one or two very short things they talked about that i was like i don't know what you're talking about but it was all of the major stuff like i knew enough that i was like okay thank god we didn't have to do this because we've done live ones on line before the ones they do like the the broadcast shows and we've been lucky enough to like because I, I, I'm like Tara, we will be miserable if we have to watch this whole movie, but we can watch a 25 minute version. I mean, of it I just say it and is be a fine. Tight 94 minutes, and mm-hmm. which I appreciate it. And I watched it on Peacock, as did many of the people at the show. Um, I had no commercials on Peacock. Mm. I don't know what happened? Everyone else had commercials. I didn't. Um, can I just say I sat next to a couple? Obviously, my friends who are a couple who I went with, but on the other side of me was another couple who had made their own. How did this get made? Bingo. I th- we walked in with them, so they must have been them because, oh. or maybe multiple people did it. But like, we saw a couple when we were coming from the Irish pub, which was down the way. I forgot what it was called, but it's a real nice Irish pub by the AT and T Performance Center here in Dallas. Um, really great fish and chips. Anyway, uh, but they were like walking with them. I was like looking over. I was like, is that something like they do on the show now? Because every once in a while, there's bits I don't get. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like somehow I miss Tall Don- John Shear, <laughs> like, and that's oh, become yes. such I don't a thing. Every episode, so there's a like I don't I don't understand Geostorm. I don't understand. Ge- Basically, that was just a movie they did, and they said we should just all yell Geostorm at each other. That's right. it. You're now I, caught up on the I, thing. I, no, I, I understand that. I just I wasn't there for it. So like when Geostorm mm-hmm. pops up, I'm not like Geostorm or whatever. Um, that's a good episode if, if if you see it again. But the, um, this couple had made a. They, it was instead of bingo, it was um, HGTGM, and they had made a whole bingo card of it. And like they handed it over to us, we looked at it, and we were like, "This is amazing!" And one of the one of the faces was titties. <laughs> and so when they said that, we were like, "Oh, oh, titties!" 
Amazing. It I was, was I so I wanted to tell him that he should stand up and yell bingo whenever so he got what it. I said I was like, please just hold it up at some point so they can see it because we were so close. I was like, they'll be able to see it and they'll know like what they'll like be able to figure out what this is. But um, I will say uh, he should have said something during the Q and A session at the end because I will say that Q and A session was pretty underwhelming. Now part of it was is they went like three hours, but yeah. the other part was I just feel like everyone like their quote unquote question was like. I love this thing you did, uh, and I wanted to tell you about how I loved the thing you did. And it was like, okay, and like none of these I'm are like questions or whatever. About another movie you should do, and I'm like, I don't think they need your help. So I'm glad you said that because I said the same thing to Taylor, um, my friend Alice's husband, and he was like, oh, be nice. Let wow, Taylor's not question. your friend. He's your husband of your friend. Hmm. Well, I, I, that was more for the people who were like, who's Taylor? I mean, well, they don't know who Alice is. I've mentioned Alice a lot on this show, so. Well, how do they know it's her real name and not like Marianne? It's 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 her, it's her real name. I would not be able to remember from show to show what. Craniacs, write in and tell me if tell me if you knew exactly who Laura was talking about when she said my friend Alice's husband. Anyway, uh, Taylor was like, "Oh, be nice." Like, you know, people should ask where they want. I was like, "No, they." But let's look like what you said. They weren't questions. Like, this yeah. was your chance to ask all three of them a question, and people were like. You know, basically being like boxers or briefs, like not saying that. But yeah, it was, it was. It was not. It was not great. Now I didn't have a good question to ask, but it was a bum. Like I, I always well, remember. I, 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 I had a question, which was going to be, what other like iconic late '90s song, other to replace Smash Mouth's "Walking on the Sun," would you have picked to add to oh, the soundtrack? Yeah. So that was a good question. The, the the but like I as someone who's been to a lot of comic cons, I've seen a lot of things where it's like all these people line up and it's like you're hoping for like a tw- uh, you're you're praying for twenty percent decent questions because most of them are. I remember I went to New York City Comic Con and there was an Avengers like panel and it was for the comic book, not the and it was ten years ago, so it was right around uh, you know the Avengers movie was coming out or something. So that's where Marvel was in the zeitgeist, and there were some really good questions. It was really interesting. And they were doing it. It was every once in a while they reboot the series and they have a new Avengers team. And 80% of the questions were, I like Hawkeye. Will Hawkeye be the Avengers? You should put Hawkeye in this Avengers team. And I was like, nobody cares. And it was like, just that was the question. And it was like, okay, do you have another question? No, that was it. Sit down. And I'm like, 80% of them were like, I like Daredevil. Have you considered putting Daredevil on this team of the Avengers? I think you should consider putting Daredevil on this team of Avengers. And I was like, head in hand. Like, what? Like, and you could see all these, like, prolific comic writers, like, really high status Avengers writers up there going, well, you know, like, we're going to have the main team from the movie and we're going to have Wolverine and Spider Man because we like making money. And then we'll see if we, who else we want to put on the team. Like, you know, <laughs> like, like, next question. Mm-hmm. Oh, why don't we put Squirrel Girl on the team? Well, maybe because no one knows who the F Squirrel Girl is. <laughs> like, you know, it's ridiculous. All that to say, Craniacs, when we do have a live show, you better come with your A game questions. Um, if your question is like, what is your nervosa order? Actually, I would love that question. So. Oh, yeah. Um, but th- the reason we bring all this up is now it turns out both Ryan's mom and my parents thought when both of us told our families, because we were going to stay with our families while in Dallas to see this, that we were coming to town for a podcast taping. Both parents thought it was for our esteemed podcast that you were listening to right now. I will say you said your mom assumed it. My mom just asked. She went, wait, are you taping something? And I was like, no, it was a big thing. And Well, my, my I think, parents... I think- well, I should say that I said I'm coming to town for a podcast taping. My dad was like, "Oh, what? Where is it?" And I said, "The Windspear Opera House." <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, wow. Okay." He was kind of asking a little bit about like how it would work and everything. I was kind of answering the questions, being like, "Why is this so hard?" <laughs> and then he was like, "So this is your podcast?" I was like, "What?" <laughs> God, how, imagine, imagine getting. Let's say we 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 filled half the seats in that place. Half? I mean, I would say if people. That's what I'm saying. Seat, imagine half. If, I would say if we filled just the middle section between I, where I was sitting and you were sitting, I would be shocked. Laurel, if we could fill a box at the windspill, like just to like okay, we could fill a box just with like friends and family. Yes, <laughs> two boxes getting a little dicey. Well, do we want to? Oh, I have another podcasting. I have a friend who apparently she one of her members, one of her like work coworkers or something was talking about. She listened to a, a Fraser podcast. 
And so I immediately got this text that was like, what's the name of your Fraser podcast? I was like, Craniacs. And she's like, oh, sorry, my friend listens to We're Listening or something. And I was like, what just happened? Like, like that was the thing I got. What's the name of your, your Fraser podcast? Craniacs. Oh, sorry. I'm like, what's, what, what? Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was Jane. You know Jane? Oh, and yes. it was Yeah, but it was one of her friends. That, and she was immediately like, you should listen to our friend's podcast. So if you are friends with Jane and you're listening, hello, new listener. <laughs> but is, is Jane her real name or is it like Marianne? <laughs> Or is it like no, Jane, Alice? <laughs> this is Jane. So Jane, I don't know what the friend's name is, but we know Jane. Jane no, is her for real name. I, I know. I was, I was joking. I know your friend Jane. I, so. I, I know you know. I'm explaining to the third party that is listening into this. So they know. I know you know. Well, now <laughs> they know that I know that you know that they know that I know. You Hello, know. Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. We talk about other podcasts, but we also have this podcast, which is us talking about Frasier. Today, we are doing Season 9, Episode 22. I may just bust in like this for our starts from now on and not worry about segues. Frasier has Spokane is the name of this episode. Yes, and I'm going to get everybody, let everybody know up front, uh, apparently not enough people have told me that it's not Spokane. In my life, because I will now mispronounce this 900 times. So, Fraser has Spokane. Uh, so, wait, originally wait, wait, aired. When you saw the title, you thought it was Spokane? I always thought it was pronounced Spokane. Until this episode? I Here's the thing. It's like um, when people ask me if I say syrup or syrup, like I don't really remember which one I say. And like in the moment, I just kind of throw it out there. But if you like ask me which one was the one I preferred, like I'm like, I don't know. I just do it. Like it's the same thing. I just thought it was Spokane or Spokane. Which one is it? Spokane. Like, and I Spokane. immediately get, yeah, I immediately get like, is it Spokane? Is it Spokane? Well, it's true. It's not a, it's not a word that you're using a lot in your everyday life. So yes, and it's also to- it should be Spokane because A and E should be the pronounced word. Uh, Fraser's show has branched out into Spokane, and he goes to the station in Spokane to to meet the press. He quickly finds out that the press and his callers refuse to warm up to him. Um. Laurel, this may be my least favorite episode. <laughs> and, I... and not go no, go ahead. I was gonna say not because it's it's like terrible, but to me, terrible would be way more interesting. I laughed two and a half times in this episode. I, I agree that this when I watched this episode, I was like, this is a very realistic everyday life episode. And yeah. it's you're right, it's not very interesting. However, I am glad we watched these two episodes back to back because I think they go hand in hand with Roz breaking up with Roger in this first episode, mm-hmm. we find out about that. So like, I'm glad we watched these two back to back, but I was kind of like at one point in the Spokane episode, I like hit pause for something and I was only like nine minutes into it. And I was like, I'm only nine minutes into this yeah. episode. Yes. It, it felt interminable. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a lot. Also, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to jump ahead too much, but let's go ahead and jump ahead to when Frazier goes to Spokane and meets with the press once I realized he was replacing a beloved uh, radio personality there, it made a little bit more sense. But it was like eight or nine journalists there. And I was like, I'm sorry, people. I used to work in media relations. I was like, this would never happen. You would never get this many journalists at a like radio station oh, having a new like when, personality. When you said this would never happen, I thought you meant there would be way more. And I was like, really? No. I mean, it would be a press release that the radio station would put out with a few quotes that they could use and like a headshot of Frasier. That's how it would right. be. I mean, they had a liquor table with a cheese plate and a whole bowl of M&M's. So. I really enjoyed the courtesy liquor. I uh, I mean, people, Craniacs, back me up. Those of you who've been to like industry events, conferences and stuff, you know that there's things where it's like open bar and it's like people have to listen to a spiel for five minutes and then the bar opens. Everybody is just like moths to a flame. Have I told the story about the bad diet Mountain Dew at the Guildhall event? Yeah. yeah. So that's what I thought of when that would it just look like such a mishmash of whatever they had around like on that, that tray or whatever that table. Well, and it's funny because I've, I, I, I've worked in jobs where like, you know, you'll, you'll put together a bar for something and you'll have some really random alcohol there, some really random liquor or something or like, <laughs> sweet vermouth but yeah, like or like barefoot <laughs> chardonnay or something when like all your other wine is really nice and it's always that there is some really high up person 
or big donor or something who just really loves this loves like fireball mm -hmm. or whatever where you're just like <laughs> why do we have this in our bar and it's like oh we have to have it because so and so loves it and you're just like what that does not at all track um real quick question do you think they intended to have roger in this season more because he's only in the one episode right he's only in the one episode and and and, and i write this a few more times but i i write this at the end and i, I you know i know we're kind of diving through this episode but i'm okay because we got to get to the next one um I, this was the i was supposed to feel so bad for Roz for a character we never see we see like the one time yes it's true. I just did not feel any emotional payoff when for that. Frazier was describing, you know, when Roz first tells him that they broke up and Frazier's kind of like, you know, you just never meet somebody like the gentility and everything. I'm like, Frazier knows so much more about Roger than I ever would have expected for, for like you said, the amount of time that we've seen him. And to the point that I'm like, I never got the sense that he was around all that much, like around everybody else. Right. Like you're talking about how this episode feels like, the slice of life of what happens in between episodes. I feel like we should have seen the Roger breakup should have been the episode. And it should have been something they referred to. Yeah, we needed to have seen him like one more time and then have an episode where you see the right. breakup. And then that would have been. Speaking of things we were deprived of seeing, uh, Niles with hair gel and parachute pants yep. for the Bananarama mm -hmm concert like i was a little upset that that didn't happen i also enjoyed that fraser referred to it that daphne would owe niles because she was taking him to that banana event love that he didn't know it was a concert yes. loved all of that also my favorite banana rama song we'll say it, both of ours on the count of three one two three cruel summer venus oh, oh, okay okay cruel summer is my favorite but um, I, I don't know i had to like that was kind of put on the spot i did it was like uh i haven't thought about banana ram in a while i'm honestly impressed that you even knew one because i feel like cool cool summer is literally the only song i know of theirs so uh mm. yeah um venus is a cover so i, I like how much we're actually crossing off things that we've already talked about um, <laughs> um i so these are the two and a half laughs i had <gasps> in the entire episode um, the first one was, uh, my dad died a month after he retired. Take that any way you like, which I was just dark and weird in the face Frazier made. So that got a, like a legit kind of chuckle out of me. Um, Roz saying, how was the level on that after the first caller? That was the first out loud laugh I have, like, but it was just like a ha. And then they got a half chuckle when Niles' tie got stuck in the varnish on the table. So those are the two and a half laughs I had. I you see you didn't laugh when Daphne like like called out to the bathroom towards the end, like, you can come out now, I'm sorry for yelling, and Martin came out looking all sheepish. I, I, I Maybe I, I got amused. I did like that scene. I did like, and then Niles was in there with him. Although it felt like Niles was like hiding from the camera. Like it's either that that room is like the TARDIS from Doctor Who, or it's bigger on the inside, or he was like purposely standing in a place where the camera couldn't see him. Oh, yeah, which I mean, right. that's what he was doing, but it felt weird in the world of Fraser, right? Well, we've seen that bathroom. It's pretty big. And yes, I mean, the angle we're seeing it from is not a, the fully built out bathroom, most likely. Mm. But um, I enjoyed when Kenny shows up to the press conference and says, like, uh, he got delayed at the hotel or something. And Fraser's like, judging from the pillow wrinkles on your cheek, I'd say it was a nap that delayed you or something along those <laughs> lines. As somebody who um, <clears throat> enjoys a frequent nap, uh, the pillow wrinkles and more importantly for me, sleeve mask wrinkles are really, uh, they're really a telltale sign. You, you got to build in. If you're about to hop on a zoom after a map, you, after a map, after a nap, you got to build in some time to really let those wrinkles dissipate. Uh, My, mine aren't the, uh, um, sleep mask wrinkles. It's when it gets pushed up. Mm-hmm. And then my hair is like up like this mm -hmm. when I wake up, like this, you know, like, like, like uh, kind of. well, like something about Mary uh, <laughs> when yeah. she's got like the hair sticking up. My hair is, is, is real thick and it goes crazy in the morning. But anyway, um, are we ready to rate this one? Um, I'm a little annoyed that when Roz was a caller, um, she didn't disguise her voice. I was like, Roz, they hear you all the time on the air. Well, Spokane doesn't. Like, I guess that's true. KACL wasn't getting the signal. And Seattle wasn't getting the signal, yeah. But I, I did. I, We love Roz. 
we rarely see Roz emotional and vulnerable. And I did really appreciate that. Um, I did not like how at the beginning of the episode, Frasier was like coddling her and she was like, I'm fine. It wasn't, we had different, you know, we wanted different things and mm. we decided not to move forward. And Frasier was like really needling her and like, you know, doing that whole thing about like, gosh, you should not find men like that. And all these, and I was like, Frasier, this is really annoying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, Roz is great on this. I have another, this is Roz's back must be broken from carrying this episode. But I'm, um, yes, but um, that's essentially how I felt the whole time. She was the only thing keeping me in this episode. I will say, I wrote down at one point that Frazier's expression, this is like in the middle of the, maybe it's in the middle of the press conference or, oh no, it's when Roz is like talk, joking with him about like checking the levels and stuff. Um, Frazier mm-hmm. gave her a look and I said it was chef's kiss because Frazier in that moment looked exactly like a boss I had at an old job. <laughs> And I had such a flashback to him, and I'd never thought that that boss looked like Kelsey Grammer. And now I'm like, well, that's all I'll see <laughs> now when I watch Frasier. Uh, the other thing we need to talk about is we did have a glut of uh, celebrity callers in this one calling just to tell oh, uh, Frasier that I he only sucked. Wrote down two. I must have missed the others in the credits. There are four, okay. and I got them off IMDb. So the first one who just calls and goes, "You suck," and hangs up is Scott Hamilton, the, oh, uh, the figure skater. Yes, figure skater. Love him. Uh, next up is Daryl Hannah. Oh my gosh. I, I, I didn't, I didn't catch that either. And then the one who actually calls and, and is nice to Roz. Is Olivia uh, Oh, the, I, th- that was, a, I feel like that's one where I could, sometimes I see who it is and then I listen to it. And I'm like, I still don't hear it. And this one was like, oh, that's Olympia Dukakis. No question. I, I mean, now, now we have to have just a very small aside that they have two people from Steel Magnolias in this episode, Daryl Hannah and mm. Olympia Dukakis. Olympia Dukakis having one of the best roles of like that decade and playing uh, Clary. And- I know who I'm more from Moonstruck, which is a movie I went from the first time I saw it going bleh to like, this is a great movie. Yes. Yeah, so you talked about this, but after you know marrying Tara, you're like, oh, this movie makes so much sense now. I don't, I, th- I don't think that was because of marrying Tara. I think it was just when I first saw it, it's a very low uh, stakes, low, just like it's, it's a very simple story comedy. And I, it's like she meets a weird guy. She th- she thinks she wants this. She meets Nick Cage. She falls in love with him. She has, you know, it's. And I think I wanted it to be like crazier, over the top comedy. And like when it was, you know, like uh, there's a lot of uh, podcasts I've been listening to where they talk about like the state of comedy now, where it's like there's so few comedies that when you have them, it's something like crazy and over the top and ridiculous. And this was just like a nice good story comedy also like Cher has never looked better than she does in that movie my god um that, that might be what she won her oscar for is movie yes movie? she's okay. she's got two oscars and it might be for mermaids in this i think oscars? she has two okay i think she does no, I, you I, I believe you but i'm gonna google it do you want to google it and i'll keep going um i don't have much else to say about this do you want me to slowly rate it while you google it no talk about the last caller Oh, and the last caller is Keith Carradine, who uh, I know he was on a season of Dexter, and he was also Wild Bill Hickok in Deadwood, but he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's been, I mean, he's been in a ton of things. Wasn't he in Kill Bill? No, no, no that's David Carradine, oh. who I believe might be his brother. It's hard to keep them all straight. <laughs> the, the, the two Carradines. Are there only two? I, I feel like. Oh, I'm sure there's more, but the two that I know are Keith and David, I believe. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. She, so she only has one Oscar, and it's it's for mm. Moonstruck. She was nominated also for Silkwood. Silk. So, okay. Okay. I yeah. thought I I was sure she had, but you know, the, her her movie she's done to Oscar ratio is pretty high considering. Yes. Yes. Um, she's also a she was a featured vocalist on two songs nominated in the best original song category, but mm. those nominations are credited to the songwriters and not the performer. So. Mm. Um, I'm begging you to let us rate this and get out of this. Let's rate the episode. Let's rate the episode. (laughs) Do you want to go first? Sure. You know, I'm going to give this six um, mahogany tables. Laurel, I am going to give this uh, a number of Wagner for Lovers CDs. And the number is the number of laughs I had. So this is getting two and a half Wagner for Lovers CDs because... Again, I would rather take a bad episode that had took big swings than this, which just bored me to death. Bored me so much that we started off the next episode, which was, I don't know if it's a VI. I think it's a VIE. There's some really big stuff happening in the next one. 
I started off and I was like, it like the next one comes in strong with with Mama Moon, and I was like, oh god, I'm gonna have two really crummy episodes in a row, and it turned around pretty quick. But the next one is episode 23 of season nine, The Guilt Trippers. Uh, came out May 14th, 2002. It's Daphne's birthday, and Niles' gift to her is a romantic Hawaiian vacation. That reminds both Daphne's mother and Roz of the men they've recently lost. Okay, this should literally just be like the one where Frasier sleeps with Roz. Uh, that's the Hulu description. It's Frasier and Roz sleep together. Really? It's that's one it? sentence. And I was like, first that's of all, awesome. I was like, if Ryan had seen this before watching the episode... Like Tara would have to be using smelling salts. So I feel like I. Oh, okay. So my notes here. There's. It's like what? What? Oh God, Rose. No, no. Like I imagine the uh, uh, Michael Scott. Like when Toby comes back and he's like, No, no, God, no, no. <laughs> like I imagine like that meme. Um, but it was like I'm like, what's happening? Like I was like as it was starting to happen. Where they're like, Yeah, you know, we've come real close a couple times. I was like. Wait, what? What's happening right now? It was like if you could have been here for those like two minutes. I will say I like what they ended up doing, and I was a little bit shocked that this didn't end with them deciding to be together, if not for just a little bit of the show. Because the whole thing with them having that weird, we'll get into it. But it essentially breaks down to they get together because Roz is feeling vulnerable about Roger, and then there's a weird thing here where I feel like. Like, I think this could happen where he'd be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I feel like I took advantage of you. And she's like, I'm an adult. And, like, I I believe in that. At the same time, there's a lot of weird power dynamics here that I feel like (laughs) in a real story may not have worked. She's He's her boss, pretty much. Yeah. He did take advantage of her, like. He, he he probably took advantage of her, but like I feel like the 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 writers were bending over backwards to be like, it's very important that all our, our all our viewers out there know that this is not <laughs> a problem. Yeah, the, well, and that this was like consensual, and like the only thing that's weirding them out is the fact that like they're such good friends, and it's not like this power dynamic or anything. yeah. Let's start at the beginning. It's Daphne's birthday, and her mom is a ever living nightmare. Yes, I have a note that says God, what a miserable opener. <laughs> Yeah, her mom just keeps bringing up the fact that her dad's left her, and Frazier gives her a journal for her birthday, and I was like, what a terrible gift. See, I think I zoned out for some of it, because all I remember is, especially around the, like, the third or fourth line where she's, where Mama Moon is like, I don't remember her real name, but I just call her Mama Moon. Mama Moon is like, they just leave their seed in you, and then they're off, and I'm like, what, what, what? And I was like, it's, it's, God. They plant their seed, and then when you born their spawn, they leave you. Yeah. Yes, I was like, this is one of the worst openers, because it comes in like 10 seconds after the, the episode starts. There's yeah. no like gentle, like, we're having the birthday. It's just like, oh, this, and she's like, I hate my husband, and goes and sits on the, on the couch. I was oh, just, oh, I'm oh, over no, her. This is like, I don't know, the version of Laurel who's watched a lot of legal procedures. Shouldn't Mama Moon be going back to England? I'm pretty sure you're only allowed to stay in the U.S. for like 90 days or something like, you know, with her with just a stamp in the passport. Like, I'm like, don't you need to be getting back, ma'am? Well, doesn't Martin say that? He's like, you can fly to Hawaii, but you can't fly to London. Well, yes, but he was more saying like, I'm talking like immigration wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To go back. Yeah, because she's certainly not getting a job anytime soon. Because I, and I, well, she can't. So, well, yeah. Um, but I did enjoy Martin's like, you can fly to Hawaii, but you can't fly to London. Although I will say, the, the wedding I went to in Portugal, the bride and groom live in Seattle and they flew uh, to Portugal via Heathrow. And um, it was like a whole nightmare and debacle. And I was also like, guys, that's a really long flight. <laughs> that's like mm-hmm. a 12 hour flight. Um, I like Martin when, uh, so they, they wake up together and it's weird because there's almost that thing where it felt like they got really drunk because they both, when they wake up and see the other one are surprised. Yeah. And they like, it's weird that they were like, had a good night's sleep before they were like worried about the situation. Right. Which yeah. feels like a drunk thing. Like you don't, you don't sleep with someone sober and then like have the 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 rest of the you know like a good night's rest and then wake up and be like uh like i'm assuming anxiety is something that hits you at night like it hits like i feel like a lot of people like wake up with anxiety maybe it's a sign of how comfortable they are with each other though that like they did or maybe they wore each other out (laughs) whoa 
I'll be this is nine seasons of sexual tension I'll be boiling over alone from now on uh, but yeah I, I mean I could also I traveled a lot in July like I you know not not to be like I traveled all over Europe but I kind of did and <laughs> like there were times I'd wake up and be like I don't know like wait where am I what, like what city am I in and everything this who is this man with me well I mean I was at times that would be Clark. <laughs> so, oh. um, but I, but last Sunday, you know, cause I went to the, how did this get made taping on Saturday night? I woke up in my bedroom at my parents' house and it took me like a solid five seconds before I realized where I was. Like I was like, where, where? it was just like all the shadows look different and everything. And I was like, what, where, where, where am I? Yeah. I'm just saying, I don't think if, if it was something they were worried about doing, they would have um, then been able to go to sleep or like rested throughout the night without waking up. But mm-hmm. Anyway, she runs out, you know, she kind of avoids the situation and and Martin comes out and he goes, oh, did you read the paper? There's a story in it about how Ross's purse was on the table all night, so which I love. There's like only two things I remembered about this episode and that is one of them is Martin mm-hmm. being like, Ross's purse was on the, got the table all night. Yeah. Now I got to remember I was what like, the second one was. Yeah, I was like, Martin, you smug son of a bitch, I think is the note I wrote. Oh, I wrote down, I just love Martin. Um... They they talk a little bit because part of it was uh, we we missed was Fraser was going to go with her to Wisconsin just so he could be a buffer between her family because she was you know like worried about them asking about Roger and yeah, all that so Union and Roger was supposed to go with her but since they broke yes up, she was afraid to go alone so she goes to Wisconsin like immediately um, there's a whole thing where again Niles is going to take Daphne to Hawaii but then he decides that she should go with her mom. And then at the airport, you learn that part of it is because he is going to London to try and find uh, Daphne's dad and bring him back. Manchester. Manchester. Um, just to be to be part of the wedding, but also to reunite him with her mother, which I'm like, oh, no, don't do that. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into that in a bit because... I got to talk about who her dad is. I'm extremely excited. Yeah, we, we're, we're going to have to get into that. But uh, Frazier decides to go to Wisconsin, to continue to go to Wisconsin mm-hmm. um, as he was supposed to. So basically, it makes sense now why there were so many of them in the car. I was like, this is a full right. car. And then when Niles, and I was like, wait, isn't Niles going somewhere? Then Niles was like, Virgin Atlantic, drop me off up there. And I was like, oh, right. But I forgot that like Frazier was also like, I'm going to Wisconsin. And I was like, oh, nice. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, this is a little creepy. Like, not telling Roz that he's yeah. coming and just showing up after you've just this friendship that you've had for like eight or nine years and you just slept together and you're feeling really weird about it. And then they show up at your family reunion. Yeah. Like, it, that's what I'm saying. I feel like this was written by a man. Like, like this is what the, the writer would have done in this situation, mm-hmm. and it would not have turned out the way it did. Mm-mm. Him going like, I don't want you to know I'm not taking advantage of you. Oh, of course you're not. Don't know if that necessarily would have happened. And then the other one, the like, I'm going to run to you, and it's going to be okay. It's like, mm-hmm. no, you need to give them time to, on their own to process. Yes, yes. You shouldn't force a reaction from them yet or mm-hmm. a resolution before they're ready. Um, this from the same generation of writers who wrote the like uh, romantic comedies that you watch now. And it's like, that's kind of creepy what you're doing that the woman is like, oh, it's so romantic. He flew all this way to do whatever. Uh, not to go back to an American werewolf. Oh, you didn't watch it. So much of the time when watching it, I was like, why is he stalking her? This woman has told him so many times. She just Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Him. She like, he should go away. He should leave. And he keeps being like, I'm not taking no for an answer. And I'm like. Sir, you you are now a stalker and can be arrested and jailed. Yeah, and I think a lot of those movies have taught us that at the end of that, eventually a woman will be like, oh, it is cute, and it's just the woman who's wrong. And I'm like, no, that's not how that ends. What it ends with is a restraining order at at least. So I think I told this story before in here, but I'm going to tell it again. Um, I'm going to have to change mm-hmm. some names. Um, so I don't Marianne. Have, I don't have to change this name. Amy, my college roommate, um, who you know, okay. had um, a friend who uh, named... Denise and um, <clears throat> she was in the theater program at SMU and there was a guy Jason who was just enamored with her like head over heels for her um, and she had 
did not reciprocate in any way. She mm-hmm. was like, I'm not interested in you, etc. He would like bring flowers to her and she would be like, th- I mean, it was like a movie. She would be like, thank yes, like, thank you, but I am not interested in you in this way. Like, no, there was some play that they were all going to be in, in the theater program where like the love interest gives somebody a pineapple to show how much they mean to them. He brought her a pineapple. And people were starting in the theater program were starting to say to her, like, you need to be a lot firmer with him about how you feel because he's like not getting the message. And she was like, at what point is this? Why is this my responsibility? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's, you know, like I've told him, like, in no way should he still think he has a chance. Fast forward six months. They're dating. Really? They are to this day married. And have at least two children, if not three. And I remember... When yeah, they, she really needs to put her foot down. <laughs> I remember <laughs> when they started dating, I said to Amy, I was like, she is ruining all of the work, those of us who have told men that we are not interested yeah. in them. Like, we have put in so much, and now they're just going to be like, but look at Jason and Denise. I hate Jason and Denise. I hate them so much. Right? I mean, I'm sure they're, they're the worst. Everything, but like, No, I'm, I think she's still trying to figure out how to let them off gently. <laughs> I, yeah, I also, like, I'm, I'm not, like, super pleased that, like, other people in the theater program were, like, you, 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 it's your job to, to, you know, yeah. and you need to also protect his feelings, and it's, like, no. Why, like, why do I have to put all this work into it? There was an yeah. article that came out recently, um, about, you know, every, every so many months in the video game industry, there's another article about how women are treated poorly, et cetera, et cetera, and it's just the, the, the giant name of the company has changed. The most recent one was Nintendo, and there was this one woman in it who was talking about... <laughs> yeah, you've heard of them. Um, there was... Uh, it wasn't really Nintendo. It was like a QA group that... Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point of the thing was there's was this one thing where there was... Uh, uh, she was uh, a lesbian, and she would be hit on by male comrades... Mm-hmm people who are above her, et cetera, et cetera. And she would, her, you know, firm thing would be like, I'm not interested in you that way. I'm gay. And they would there. She said she would be responded with like, well, you, are you sure? Or also like, well, why were you flirting with me then? Blah, blah, blah. And stuff like that. And that just disgusts me where it's like, like what else do I need to do to tell you? No, like, literally i can't be attracted to you doesn't work like this is if 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 literally i can't be attracted to you does not work for this woman then the fault does not lie with the woman not that that needs to be the line to check before we can establish that but you see what i mean right yes (laughs) like what else do you have to say like (laughs) and it was such a i mean you're right in that it was such a trope in the like 90s and 2000s honestly like even look back at like the 80s like brat pack movies and stuff it was such a trope of like I mean, I, I told you, we talked about this with St. Elmo's Fire when Emilio Estevez right. is like right, obsessed right, right, right. with Andy McDowell's character and she's like, I'm not interested. I have a boyfriend. You are nice. I do not want to date you. You've got to stop showing up at my apartment. You've got to not show up on my romantic ski weekend. And I'm just like, and we're supposed to like, like Emilio Estevez in this movie? So I just... Or or like look at Chasing Amy, which is a movie I really like, but it is a like, she is a... According to the movie, she is a lesbian woman who was waiting for Ben Affleck to come around. And th- the newer version of that is like, let's discuss the the the, the spectrum of sexuality. Yeah. Like that is a bisexual woman, mm-hmm. despite the fact that that to, you know in that story it's like she's with all women and then one man, one man. But then there becomes a movie where we discuss about like bisexual erasure or something like that. Like there's other things to mm-hmm. be examined there. But that is also a movie that. I think probably put in a lot of people's minds, well, I'm the Ben Affleck in this situation. Why can't I be the Ben Affleck? And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Also, like, how cute that a lot of people think that, I mean, I should say, I don't think Ben Affleck is, like, the most wonderful person in the world, but, like, Ben Affleck's still great. Yeah. A lot better than the vast majority of the population, so. Well, it's less of that, and it's more of everyone thinks they're the protagonist in the story. Uh, Well, everyone's the hero in their own story. Yeah. that's exactly what it boils down to but um anyway we've we've dissected yeah, we've also <laughs> i digressed. like this conversation but yeah um, um do you want to talk I mean, about who plays daphne's dad brian cox the great great brian cox i know everyone knows from secession yes, now I, but I like has been in him, so went, many things i said oh my god logan roy 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Wait, do you, do you and Tara watch Succession? No, it's on the list, but I, I, I know, like, it's one of those things where I don't want to talk about it because I've somehow. It's it's one of those things where I like no it, it it's so nebulous in what it is that I don't know anything about it other than it's like a terrible family trying to figure out who gets the money or terrible something like that. Family like right, just it's it's one of those. I mean, this is not spoiling anything. It's this is very like big picture, but it's one of those things where you're like, oh, money doesn't solve all your problems. It is it funny? Oh, yes. Okay, I didn't know if it was a tr- full-on drama. I think we'd be more interested in watching it knowing it's a comedy. Uh, so it's, I mean, it's, I would not say it's a comedy, but I would not say that, I mean, it's not a drama where, I mean, this isn't, I was going to say this isn't Breaking Bad, but I think Breaking Bad probably had some humor in it. This isn't like The Wire. Yes. Where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the entire episode and stuff. No, there's definitely. It's like a dark comedy. Yeah, well, I mean, no, it's a drama, but even drama has to have some like, mm, okay. you know, especially since it's about a family law, it's just about family dynamics. And so, I, anyway, I just. Yes, I, I will say, and I think we talked about this back when I first started watching Succession in 2019. The first season is a very slow burn. We mm. are blessed that we can binge it now, but I was like, if I was watching this in real time, I would not have kept watching it because like a week in between the episodes in the first season would not have kept my interest. Well, yeah, I think it's one of those shows that like everyone really got, like it started becoming something people talked about like season two or yeah, three, kind of like two. Breaking Bad, like no one was watching Breaking Bad season one. Yeah. Like, I watched Succession the summer of 2019 while I was working from home and just because I knew season two was coming out. And I was like, okay. And mm-hmm. I got through, like, the first season in three days and was like, okay, well, this got good, like, in episode eight of ten. <laughs> so, Did you know that Brian Cox was the first Hannibal Lecter, though? Like, originally was cast? and then- No, no, no. Like, before they did Silence of the Lambs, there was a version of uh, the first book in that series, Red Dragon, which was a movie called Manhunter done by Michael Mann. Is that his name? Um, but anyway, and and Hannibal Lecter was kind of, was not the main character. And in the movie Manhunter, it's where it's, it's uh, the, the guy who's the lead of CSI plays the main character. Who's like the, the FBI guy trying to William Peterson. Yes. He says, yes. So William Peterson is the lead of that movie, and then he goes and gets a couple some information from Hannibal Lecter, and in that movie, it's Brian Cox. Oh, which is interesting to me. Yeah, what? Like else? a very different portrayal, but what yeah. Also, people know Brian Cox from I know him from Super like, Troopers. He's from X Men Two, right? Yes, he is probably the best X Men villain I, movie. X Men villain. That is probably what I know him best from. Um, is mm-hmm. that X Men: The Last Stand? Maybe. No, it's uh, X2, X-Men United. That's right, yes. Um, yeah. Okay, I know him. He's the, he's the, like, state trooper lieutenant in Super Troopers. He's, I mean, he's just, like, a, a really great character actor in a bunch of Born stuff. trilogy as well? He, I think he is. He was in a movie called, did you ever see The Long Kiss Goodnight? No. With Gina Davis? My mom loves that movie. <laughs> So he's in that, and he has one of my favorite lines. Let's see if I can remember exactly, but it's this whole thing where he's like, he. The whole idea is Gina Davis had, was an assassin who lost her. So it's very born. She lost her memory, and then she starts getting it back. She calls, I think, her handler, and her handler's Brian Cox, and he's retired. But he's with his wife or like his lover or something. And they've got like some dumb Pomeranian or whatever, and it's licking its own butthole. And he literally goes, he is like Sandra. I contest that whatever is there has has long been gone or is there to stay. Like tell that dog to stop licking itself. It's a great line. I just I, like I remembered the line long before I remembered. Oh yeah, that's Brian Cox. Um, so I can't he's, think, he's he's in a in, bunch of he's stuff. He's in the Born Identity and the Born Supremacy. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's it, mainly I know him from well now I know him from Succession, but mainly X Two and then the Born movies and now Succession. Um, he's nominated for an Emmy um, for Succession. I don't think he's gonna win, but um, yeah. He's, he's also apparently he's his like autobiography is all like Jeremy uh what is his name Jeremy who who did the voice of Scar Irons. And, like yeah he's like Jeremy Irons is a hack let me tell you why he's a hack like he's he's just like screams and yells about <laughs> other other actors it's apparently all like him just like taking his he's just a like a a wonderful wonderful grump So we are solidly into territory where I don't remember the vast majority of, of not necessarily I haven't seen these episodes, but I don't remember most of the episode. Like I okay. don't remember Daphne's dad at all. So 
we'll uh yeah we're just at the point where we'll just have to have to see uh troy if you've seen troy he's in troy that's another big one I, I like that movie. For some reason, I feel like I see on the internet, people are like, that movie was bad. And I I'm like... I agree. I like it too. I saw it in theaters. But I mean, honestly, yeah. you put Eric Bana in a movie and also put Eric Bana shirtless in a movie and like... <laughs> I mean, he could read the phone book and I will be like, five stars. Um, But yeah, I, I it's a movie where I feel like people are turning on it, but I don't know. I always I, I remember liking it. I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while, but... Anyway, um, how, do, what else do we want to talk about with this one? Um, I think I that might be I, it. I have like one LOL, which is just when he, Martin points out to Daphne's mom, like, you can fly to Hawaii, but you can't fly back to England. And she's like, uh, you can drive a car, but you can't do your own laundry. And then when Martin's in the car. He's like, I can't do my own laundry because I can't carry the basket <laughs> and my cane at the same time. That's what I should have said. That part was funny. I didn't think her quip was too funny but him later like no one else is talking about it and he's thinking of what he had to say was incredibly relatable yes exactly um i i mean i I don't really get into like verbal altercations or sparring matches with people very much but like you know the occasional time you do you always think of what you wish you'd said you know Mm -hmm. after so i i did have one more note uh two notes that go with one thing and that's how much i hated daphne's sister roz's and Roz's sister, sorry. Did and I, I, hesit- I hesitate to say this, but my exact note was what, period, A, period, C-bomb, period. <laughs> wow. Like, I, I did not like I'm her. I'm going to ask you to not use, not reference that word. Because <laughs> I think that's a word that needs to be used very, very, very sparingly. In- I, then, I, as as mu- as much, the, I, you know, if I had an allotment of them, I would consider using one here because I, she was just for minute one, like, oh my goodness, Roz, blah, blah. And she was saying stuff that was like, I know they had to make you not like her real quick, but it was almost so cartoonish that I was like, like she immediately had go away heat for me. And I was like, you suck. You're the worst. And then her husband, like, I literally wrote, I hope your marriage falls apart. And then when it started like having problems at the end, I was like, I'm glad your marriage is falling oh, apart. I-, I wanted to be like, that marriage has fallen apart. <laughs> It is. It was yes. It's an they go home and they yell, except in name. But like I was, you know, I have a lot of. It, part of it had to do probably with my uh, defensiveness of Roz, but some of it was just like, excuse me, when she's like, we didn't think you were real, and blah blah blah. Like if 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 I was Roger for real, and like if, if that situation had really happened, like probably if I was Frazier, I would immediately start. I mean, I get Frazier doing what he was doing to kind of help Roz, but like if I was really Roger and she said that to me, I'd be like. Like the face I made would be like, she wouldn't be able to not know that I hated her immediately. I'd be like, excuse me. See, she's is, like, oh, she's made up many other boyfriends. I'd be like, what is your problem? It's times like that that I love to call people out on their really mean implications and make them explain it, which then makes them often back off. Where it's like, we didn't think you were real. I'd be like, I don't understand. What do you mean? That's a good. That's a good. Uh, and they're like, well, because you know, we just hadn't met you, and I'd be like. But she told you I was real. Yeah, but like she told you I was, she was dating somebody named Roger. Why? Why didn't you think? Do you just have a tendency to not believe people when they talk about things? You know, just, just <laughs> I wish y'all could see how confused how, and just, I wish I could measure the angle of of Laurel's head when she did like the, like excuse me. Which is it was like, it's it's forty five. I, I pinched a nerve last week in my neck, and it's really oh, only geez. now gotten better. And so, like, I, I I could not tilt my head like that. Yeah, don't. Wow, that wasn't even that wasn't even the full tilting action. That was that was you at, at half strength. Wow, oh, yeah, I'm now, impressed. Now it's, I'm almost at full strength. Oh, okay, like, okay, okay. Literally, like uh, nine days ago, I could just be like, and it was like <laughs> extreme pain. It was like okay. <laughs> and I love you, like hoping you don't run into someone who's rude because you couldn't do your move. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, I know. I had to really, you know, watch who I interacted <laughs> just with. Walk, someone's rude to you, and you just like stare at him for a minute and then walk away. <laughs> or someone's rude to me, and I'm like, hang on, and I pivot my entire torso. <laughs> to just yes, yeah, like, so you just start like limboing at them. Yeah, just, what like, do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> and as I'm doing it, I go da 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 da. Do we want to rate the episode? Yes, uh, I'm gonna give it. I, I don't think it was particularly funny. Or do you want to go first so I don't steal yours? Because I have a feeling I might. Okay, um, I'm going to give it seven Roz's purse on the coffee table. Mm, I'm going to give it seven robot dogs. Oh, yeah, the robot dog, yeah. Because my last note is I kind of want this robot dog. <laughs> okay. And I think I remember selling them at Best Buy when I was there. Also, can we talk about how, like, 
I'm, I'm now realizing what a moment this is in Craniacs, how long I've been holding in that this episode exists. Every time you've talked that you said that you think Roz and Frazier are going to hook up, I've always been like, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. I'll be honest, the way I saw it in my head was a company Christmas party or something like that. And kind of the same thing where they both wake up and go, <gasps> but like because they had been drinking or something like that. So I'm interested to see where it goes because like I said, before they got to the end and they kind of sat down and went like, we're still friends, right? I was like, oh, I guess maybe they're going to, because Frazier was so kind about her and they seemed to be really kind of into each other, even though it was more of into the like fantasy they were creating. I was like, maybe they're together for like, going into season 10 but because i don't i don't my prediction is they don't get together like permanently like that's not how it ends i mean i i i, I can't tell you we're getting episodes i haven't seen so. i know you don't even know it's not even like you don't you just you just don't know don't, do you I know don't. how you because you've seen the last episode we talked about that right no i've seen no i haven't seen the whole the last episode in totality wow. i've seen bits of it but i remember the reason i didn't see it is i was home from college it was on, but my mom wasn't home, and so we were taping it, and I was like, well, I'll watch it with mom, and I just never did. Should we watch it together and, like, <gasps> broadcast it on, like, YouTube or something? Good idea. Twitch. We should do that. We'll, just... we'll, do, we'll broadcast it on Twitch. Well, yeah, 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 either one. Uh, that's a great idea, yeah. That'll be, like, well, in what, like, uh, what, we, we have, after this, we have seasons 10 and 11, is that right? Yeah, that's it, so oh, probably a year, year and a half. Oh, I was going to say, I was like, six months. <laughs> I don't I don't know. What, I'm really bad at guessing how many. Yeah, I, I know. There, there, we could come up with a much better prediction, but neither of us wants to do the mental math. No, it's it's 9.43 at night. So Exactly. Well, uh, Craniacs, let us know. Um, what was it? Do we think? What was? What were we going to ask him? Oh, whether uh, Laurel is psychic or lucky. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And get back at us and let us know what you think about this episode. We are... Uh, craniacs at gmail.com that's c-r-a-n-e-i-a-c-s at craniacs on twitter craniacs a fraser podcast on facebook uh well, hit us up in that facebook group like there's well I mean, you are. i well i realized i had um when i was editing that last episode i had scheduled those posts but then i scheduled them like two weeks late so they were all both coming in today in kind of a weird like hey remember what happened in our last episode it was like oh, okay i forgot i was a week off on those schedules. But anyway, yeah, we do talk on there. Um, so get at us, get at us, uh, and give us your opinion or, you know, just, just say hi, uh, wherever you listen to us, whether it be, uh, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts, wherever, uh, give us the highest review you can rate review and subscribe. Um, but rate us the highest possible review you can five stars. Uh, if you're feeling like, well, maybe I just want to give you four stars. No, don't do that. Do this instead. There is a show that came out this spring on Showtime called I Love That For You. It stars Vanessa Bayer mm. from Saturday Night Live and uh, Molly Shannon from SNL is in it as well. Um, and Vanessa, ba Vanessa Bayer is the main character and she plays a woman who, when she was a teenager, had uh, leukemia. And so she watched a lot of home shopping and felt like the hosts were her friends and everything. And as an adult, she then auditions to go on and become a host herself on the Home Shopping Network. And after a oh, this old chestnut. <laughs> after a few speed bumps in her first week on the job, they are ready to fire her, and she just blurts out that her cancer has come back. And so they keep her on, and she starts to build a following, but also has to keep up the facade that she's currently suffering from cancer. It's not nearly <laughs> as offensive as it sounds. It's I, it's very uh, I, I, I don't know it's I, I really enjoy it it's funny it's like at times you're like oh my god I can't believe this is happening but um, they have a really good supporting cast if you're a fan of Jennifer Lewis who I mean she's been on a lot of things but like she was I know her best is from Blackish she played um, Anthony Anderson's mom um, she plays oh. who runs the home shopping network and is just iconic in this show um yeah, it's just it's it's 30 minute episodes. I think there's eight or 10 of them. It's on Showtime. I think they're all available on there. Um, and I I don't know, I, I really enjoy it. It's called I Love That For You. I liked Vanessa Bayer when she was on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, she's uh, I, I liked her, too. She's great. She uh, she had one of my favorite weekend update characters, which was Jacob, the bar mitzvah boy. <laughs> <laughs> who would just tell like really like bad jokes like, when he was practicing for I, his bar mitzvah. I don't know who that is, but I like just the name is really funny. It's, it 
was just, it was really cute. Yeah, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed that. So anyway. Well, thanks, Craniacs. Uh, check that out. I want to say, well, cool, Craniacs. I don't know. I, I feel like I have like three <laughs> You're always segues like, in my well, back cool guys, anyway. Cool guys, anyway. <laughs> check that out. Let us know what you think. And uh, until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And by the time this comes out, my birthday will have passed. But right now, my birthday is in the future. So you can still wish me a happy birthday. We're listening. Bye, <laughs> Thank you.